Welcome to Pinewoods Chapel. We're glad you're here. Here's Pastor Chris Atkinson. All too common today are stories of athletes trying to get an advantage in some kind of competition. Everyone is looking for something better, an advantage that they didn't have before. And even when we look at faith, we see all kinds of studies about how faith does provide an advantage to society. And studies have shown that societies of faith are actually concerned about human rights and conflict prevention, morals, and ethics. Well, what advantage do we have with faith in Jesus? As we look at the book of Romans, this letter that Paul writes to the Jewish Romans, uh, telling them about Jesus, in chapter 5 of Romans, he is working through this argument about justification by faith. And where we pick up in verse 1 to 5, we see uh, all of these advantages that he lists for faith. So let's read. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So here in these verses, in this section of the letter, Paul has been writing to these Jewish Romans and he's been building his argument for justification by faith as opposed to justification by behavior or um, justification because you're, you're of a certain culture or an ethnic background or a family. And he's been talking about all of these things. And now he's like, this is how this applies. These are the results. These are the advantages. These are the benefits that actually come from faith. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the advantages that come from faith. The first one is just this, peace. Verse 1, you'll notice it says, therefore... Since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, uh, this word therefore, as a result of what I have said, he's saying what I've been saying is this, what is before, because of what Christ has done. We are now justified before God. Justified before God by faith, we now have peace with God. The justified person is no longer tormented by questions of their relationship with God, arising from the fact that they are sinners. Sinners, yes, we are, but we are at peace with God because of what God has done for us. You see, the emphasis that Paul is making here is on peace with God. For sure, we will still have trouble in this world. But that trouble is pale in comparison to the trouble the sinner is in with respect to God. 
I often find myself in trouble. <laughs> That's of my own making. And those who know me well know that I can get into these places of trouble. When we're looking for peace, most of us want the peace that comes from having less trouble in this world. And we're thinking of peace in very worldly terms. But Paul is not talking about worldly peace here. He's not talking about that at all. What we need to understand is that without Christ's death on the cross, every human stands against God and is subject to his wrath because we're his enemy. Who would want to be an enemy of a supernatural being called God who created the world and can destroy both the physical and the non-physical elements of our world. This is not someone that you want to be in conflict with. But that is our position, that is our place in this world. We are in need of being justified before God. And when we have faith in Jesus, put our trust that Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we could have a relationship with God, we find peace with God because of our faith in Jesus. If there's anything we should all want is to be on the side of God, not on the opposing side of God. That is why Jesus actually came into the world, to be this mediator, to bring peace between God's enemies and God. And Jesus did this through his death and resurrection when he died on the cross and then rose again. And because of what Jesus did, we have this peace with God, as opposed to being in conflict with Almighty God. You see, once we know and have the peace that God gives, then the problems and troubles of this world that rob our daily peace in this world don't matter the same. Because the peace we have with God ellipses any conflict that we have in this world. And it would do us well to remember, to remember this. Because in the midst of all of the troubles that we find in this world, God gives us this advantage of faith where we see peace with God and this peace that we have with God transcends all the trouble that the world brings. And that's an advantage of being justified by faith as we put our trust and faith in Jesus. Here's another advantage, grace. I want you to notice as we uh, look to the letter uh, that Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter five, and we read verse one already, but let's continue on through uh, verse one and, and into verse two. We actually, read here in verse 2, it says, through him, through Jesus, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. What Paul 
begins here as he's as he's talking, as he's writing this letter. He's trying to help us understand all of these results that we have uh, been given because of what Christ has done on the cross. You see, those who are justified before God by faith stand in grace. That's what he's, that's what he's saying here. So what does that actually mean for us? This phrase, uh, obtained access, is actually better understood as we uh, have been introduced by Jesus Christ to God the Father. And for many of us, we might not think this way, but what Paul is trying to say to us here is that we, we needed an introduction because our sin had separated us from God, and Jesus facilitates this introduction. And as we come forward to be introduced to God, the Father, we're standing before him in grace. This is not some kind of entitlement, but being treated by God how you and I don't actually deserve to be treated. And so here we have Paul saying that through Jesus, we have been introduced to God to stand in his grace, and we've obtained this access to him that we could not have normally been able to do. You see, humanity on its own is not worthy of standing in the presence of a holy God. God Almighty, who created the universe and stands apart from his creation, because that's what a creator is. A creator is always different than the creation. So here we are, not being able to stand in the presence of a holy God, and Jesus comes along and says, it's okay, I'm going to make the introduction. I'm going to be there so that you can have access to God the Father when you have faith in Jesus. You see, we needed Jesus to make this introduction. And as we place our faith in Jesus, we receive this grace that allows us to be introduced to God. We now have grace of this undeserving treatment from God. And this is such a contrast from our world. Because the world doesn't always give grace. Most, most of the time, you are treated how you deserve. There are consequences to life that many of us would not like to have. In fact, humanity, left on its own, would not extend grace to anyone. And you know why? Because all of us think it's unfair to get something you don't deserve. So we don't actually extend grace to each other very often because we think it's just unfair to get something you don't deserve. You see, dishing out grace to others is not a virtue of human nature. We want people to suffer 
through whatever life has thrown at them. Now, we may not actually come right out and say this, but sometimes we do. We actually use statements like, you made your bed, now you got to lie in it. Or another statement would be, what have you done to deserve anything different? You see, at the same time as us not wanting to extend grace to anybody, we all want grace. In fact, all of you, humanity wants grace. And we could even say that we feel entitled to receive the things that we don't deserve. And this is just common all across all of culture. I want a house that I can't afford. I want a high paying job that I'm not qualified for. I want a government bailout for the hardship I am in. You see, here we have this huge contrast because we don't want to give grace to anybody because we think that it's unfair to get something that you don't deserve. But at the same time, there's this pull in all of us where we want to get things that we don't deserve. You see, the real dispenser of grace, this undeserving treatment, is God. And this grace is accessed through faith in Jesus. And this is a huge advantage to a person who lives by faith, to have peace with God, to have grace that comes from God. It's an advantage to life to know that you have received this undeserving treatment that comes from God because you have faith in Jesus. Well, here's another advantage that Paul is talking about here, not only is he talking about peace and grace, but another advantage of faith he mentions is hope. As he continues on in, in verse 2, he says, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Here's another advantage, hope. This word hope is a future anticipation of something good happening. Everyone desires a, a brighter future. But in worldly terms, this is not actually always guaranteed. Things happen that are out of our control that actually rob us from hope. And right now, as we are in this place of lockdowns, we, we need to realize that some of our hope has been taken away from us. There are things that are happening to us, whether it's stay-at-home orders or uh, health issues or different things that can happen or just the isolation that we're in that are out of our control. And so this desire to have this future anticipation of something good happening where we have this brighter future is not always guaranteed. So as Paul is writing this letter, and in this section of the letter, he's actually using the word hope, not with the prospect of what might happen, but with the prospect of what is already guaranteed. 
So let us not confuse the hope that Paul is mentioning here. He's not talking about a worldly hope. He's actually talking about an eternal hope. You see, a worldly hope has with it risk. It might turn out or it might not. Hope in the things of this world has this risk to it. But for the Christian hope, it is a hope that something is guaranteed. So let me ask you a question. Would you like a hope that is guaranteed or a hope that involves risk? You see, the hope we have in Jesus far surpasses what hopes we have in this world. In fact, hope in Jesus triumphs over anything good happening in this world because hope in this world only accounts for 80 to 100 years if we're lucky. But hope in Jesus lasts for all eternity. And not only does it last forever, it's also guaranteed forever. Is that an advantage? Yes, it is. And this hope is not our idea of something good, but in the future, sharing the glory of God. And as Paul is writing here, he says, rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. See, this actually brings about a rejoicing, a happiness, meaning that there's this amazing triumphal thing, rejoicing with confidence. That's the hope that is offered through Jesus, and it's actually obtained through faith in Jesus. You see, justification before God that comes through faith in Jesus brings all kinds of advantages. Peace, grace, hope. May each of us today reach out in faith to Jesus trusting him with our life and living daily by faith. Well, Paul does, doesn't end here with all of these advantages of faith. He actually continues on and he gives us one more advantage. And as he's writing and as we continue on down through this section of the letter, we see that Paul starts to talk about suffering. And this advantage that Paul mentions in this part of the letter is perspective. Verses 3 uh, to 5 read this. They, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Right away, we see here that Paul is looking at suffering from a totally different perspective. 
Paul has a perspective on suffering that is actually different because of his faith in Jesus. You see, people generally think of troubles as evils to be endured. No one likes to go through suffering. So the idea of rejoicing in suffering actually sounds ridiculous. Well, Paul is not talking about minor inconveniences, but to real hardship. And no one likes trouble of this kind. But they can be seen as difficulties to be overcome as ways of opening up new opportunities. You see, what Paul says here is that suffering produces endurance, character, and hope when we approach suffering through faith. Now, who would not want to have endurance, character, and hope in their life? You see, suffering is hard, yes. But when we look at suffering through the eyes of faith in Jesus, faith produces endurance, character, and hope in us as we suffer. So there's this great advantage to be gained by going through sufferings from this perspective of faith. We need this perspective. And in order to get this kind of perspective, sometimes we actually need to take this huge step back and look at the big picture of the situation or the trouble that we are in. And this is what faith in Jesus actually brings to the table when we start talking about going through difficult and hard times. And when we do this, when we have this perspective that God is actually working in our suffering, it causes us to rejoice. We're not rejoicing because of the suffering, but because of what is added to our lives as we put faith in Jesus, knowing that the suffering is going to work in us endurance, character, and hope. You see, faith adds to our life perspective on the sufferings of the world. We can see the good in suffering as we have the perspective of faith. And maybe you're listening right now and you're going, well, that seems strange to think that there could be good come out of trouble or suffering or trials or tests that we're put through in this world. Well, that's the advantage of faith. You see, all of these things that we've been talking about, peace, grace, hope, and perspective, are advantages for the person who has faith in Jesus, where we receive justification before God. If you have never put your faith in Jesus, it's, it's actually so easy to do. Believe in Jesus. Trust him 
to forgive your sin and turn away from not following Jesus and begin to follow Jesus. You see, faith in Jesus justifies us before God. And that justification gives to the believer all kinds of advantages. And as we've been talking about these advantages today, God wants them to be yours. And maybe you are struggling through the difficulty of the world that we're living in right now. Maybe you need this peace. Maybe you need this grace and hope we've been talking about. Well, they can be yours through Jesus. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you that a way to deal with this world that we're living in right now is through faith. Faith in a supernatural God who sent Jesus into the world to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And as we turn to him, believe in him, trust him, put our faith in him, and embrace what he did on the cross for us, then we get this huge advantage of peace and grace and hope and knowing that all of the trials and tests and sufferings, troubles that we go through actually help us with all of these great characteristics. If you've never given your life over to Jesus, today would be that day. But before I go, let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, just help us reach out by faith. But more than that, Lord, we give you thanks for all the advantages that you give us because of faith the peace that we have with you, the grace that we've received from you, and the hope of a brighter day, and this, the ability to get perspective on our suffering. So God, we thank you for all your goodness. We worship you and give you praise. And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the ministry of Pinewoods Chapel, please visit pinewoodschapel.com and click Give. Have a great week.